This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. We are excited today. Uh, today's a little bit of a different... If you grew up in church, how many would say that you grew up in church? Anybody grew up in church? My church, You know we spot a church kid, right? They always think Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. I always say I had a drug problem growing up. And some, you know, we have people here, all facts of life. And some of you have been, man, you were on some crazy stuff. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I had a drug problem too. Like, you did? I'm like, yeah, I did. My mom drugged me to Sunday school. She drugged me to Sunday morning. She drugged me to Sunday nights. She drugged me to youth group. She drugged me every time the doors were open. But uh, I remember growing up, we had this thing called testimony services. See, if you don't even know, you don't even know. Like, if you didn't get nervous right there, that means you didn't grow up in church. If you grew up in my kind of church, we had testimony services. That's when things got crazy. And if you weren't in church, they were awesome. Because you never, you weren't bored, you didn't fall asleep, you never knew what someone was going to say. If you were in church of testimony service, you were nervous the whole day. Because you never knew what someone was going to say and what they were going to do. But today, we get a chance to hear from some people in our church. And we're going to just have a conversation on stage. And one of our goals at church is not just to be seen, but to be known. That's one thing, even about social media, you think, is everybody sees what's going on in your life. But it's one thing to be seen. It's another thing to be known. And uh, we just don't want to have church where we come on a Sunday morning, which we love. But we actually want to do life together. We want to get to know people, know their pain and their story, but also their, their dreams and the vision, what God has for their life. And we're committed to doing this. We, we like to say we're better together. And today we're going to get a chance. Before we do that, I was reading this week in my Bible, and there's an amazing story about this man. And it says, Jesus showed up on the scene, and this man was tormented. If you can read the story in, in, uh, in, in Mark chapter 5, and it says that he was in such a bad place, he was tormented that he was living in the cemeteries and in the tombs. He couldn't even live with people. He had to live in places that are full of death and darkness because he was full of death and darkness. He was in a bad place. He said he cut himself. He was tormented. One passage even says he howled at the moon. He was so tormented. I don't know if you've ever been in that place. I haven't, but I do know that People seem to be tormented, seem to be darkness. It seems like we're in a dark place, man. If I smile and I, when I get my coffee, but you don't know what someone's going through. Some people are in dark places. They feel like there's death in their life, they have negative thoughts and negative feelings, and they feel like they're just dying inside. Since Jesus met this man and he had a, a miracle happen when he came into God's presence. I want to remind you, church, today, when you come in the presence of Jesus Christ, Matt talked about it, when you come around the name above all names, something happens in your life. Church itself will not save you. Church itself will not help you. Church outside of God is just a, a gathering that can be as religious as anything. But when you understand the power that the God that made you is the God that saved you, is the God that wants to help you, something happens in your life. It says that this man came into presence with Jesus Christ. And it says he, he was no longer tormented. It said the demons flee. And all of a sudden there was joy. People didn't even recognize him. They said, this can't be the same man. This can't be the same person that lived in the, in the grave site, the, the person that lived in the cemetery. There's something different about this man. We pick it up here in verse 19 of Mark chapter 5. I think you'll see it behind me. Jesus was getting ready to leave, and this man said in verse 18, he said, I need to come with you, which means he wanted to prolong the experience. He's like, I want to stay in this moment. That happens in church sometimes. You have an encounter with Jesus. You're thinking, if I could just stay here, if I could just... If I could just stay in, the, if I could just get back to church next Sunday, if I could just sing that song again about man, love has a name. And it's interesting, Jesus in this moment says, No, no, you can't stay with me. No, 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 go home. You see that there? No, go home. 
to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. There is something powerful about when we tell people what God's done in our lives. Part of my joy and part of what I get to do is every Sunday is get up here and unpack God's word, but put it through a filter of my life. I believe in sharing my experiences, my pain, my joys, and as I unpack scripture and how it has related to me, there's something powerful about sharing where you've been when you met Jesus, what happened, and where God's leading you now. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says it this way. It says there's an accuser. The verse before that says there's an accuser of the brethren, of us, that stands before God just ridiculing us and accusing us day and night. I don't know, maybe some of you feel like you're being tormented day and night. But it said in verse 11 of chapter 12, it says this in Revelation. It says, but they overcame. It says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It's amazing the blood of the lamb is talking about what God did for us. It means you can't earn it, you can't give enough, you can't come to church enough, that God himself won the battle for us. But it said they overcame not only by what God did, but by when they shared their story. And I want to encourage you, there's power in your story. Some of you are here today because someone was telling their story. Man, this is where I was and God stepped in. And then because of that, you came to church today. Not because of a preacher, not because of a band, because someone told you their story. That's why you're here. There is power in your story. Today, we've assembled different generations from our church. And we want to just encourage you today as you hear some of what God's doing in our church, where they're serving, what God's doing, some of the highlights, that it will encourage you that God has a plan for your life that God wants to use your story to reach somebody. And I believe today you're gonna to be encouraged, amen. Can we give a round of applause as we bring out, come on, our church people today, they're gonna to share their story. Come on out, guys. Grab a seat. There's always one in every crowd with the banjo, ukulele. Good looking group. Grab a seat, guys, wherever's comfortable for you. Thank you, Shane. By show of hands, how many are nervous on stage right now? It always bothers me when the guy at the ukulele is not nervous, right? Um, we've assembled different ages today. We want to share, uh, we're calling this uh, We Are Nova. And uh, we like to say that hashtag a lot, We Are Nova. Because uh, Nova is more than just a few people on a stage. It's really the journey of what we're doing in our life today. And uh, we're going to pass this microphone to the back row. We're going to keep this in the back row. Don't give it to the ukulele guy. And I don't know if I should give it to John. John uh, likes to talk too. So um, we have to be careful of how much he gets the microphone today. Uh, but we're going to put the microphone in the front row. If you can grab that, Steph. Um, I'm going to ask some questions. And I just want us to share um, about some things God's doing in your life. So let me start with you, Steph. You get the microphone. Actually, let me pass it to um, Julie first. got to trade it up. So Julie, um, people may not know Julie. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Ontario. Uh, Niagara, yeah. One, see that? One person Niagara. cheered. <laughs> We're praying Ontario gets a hockey team soon. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're from you're Niagara? From, no, from Niagara. Niagara yes. area of Ontario. <laughs> yeah. So what brought you to Halifax? Um, to be honest, Nova did. Um, I was living in a really small community, working in ministry, um, but there was no church community there. There was no one my age. Um, I have a brother that lives here, and I heard about Nova through Matt Lido. Um, and... I, as a fluke, applied to the CSAP, the French school board, got hired uh, at the end of that phone call and was like, cool, guess I'm moving to Nova Scotia. Um, so packed up and three weeks later, I was here in August. 
So that's amazing, and we love that. We love that people are moving here uh, and helping our culture, our schools, and our church. You're a big part of our atmosphere team and our church. What's God doing in your life right now? If you said, right now in this, in this journey of my life, what would I say God's doing in your life? Yeah, I'd say that God's teaching me a lot about his, um, his kindness through prayer. And when I was more immature in my faith, I think I would have um, equated whether or not my prayer was answered the way I wanted it to with God's goodness. Um, and now, as I'm growing in my faith, I understand that um, difficult circumstances don't negate his goodness. He's always good. Um, I have a father who's terminally ill in Ontario, um, and I felt more peace here being this far away from him through my prayer life, knowing that he is in that circumstance and he gives me peace, um, and he's working behind the scenes in ways that I don't see. Unbelievable. What's amazing is when you came here, you just didn't leave this to yourself. The young lady next to you, Steph, Steph, Stephanie, Steph, Steph um, I believe that you're the reason why she's here. Is that true? All right, Steph, you need the microphone. <laughs> yeah. How did you get to be on this coach in this church at this time? Um, okay, well, I'm from Ottawa. I moved here for a teaching job in August, and I met Julie at my school uh, six months ago, and we've just gotten so close. She's like a sister to me today, and um, I discovered Nova through Julie, so I asked her on a Sunday what she was doing, and she was saying um, that she was going to church, so I wanted to tag along because I was also looking for a church, and... Um, here I am on this stage now. <laughs> so um, you're part of our cafe team. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> I just want you to realize that cafe got a bigger clap than having kids because we like our coffee. We love our kids. We just love our kids more when we're caffeinated. Um, your faith, maybe tell us what it was like, what your faith journey was like maybe before you moved to Halifax. And maybe just share where you're at now. Um, well, before moving to Halifax, I'll be honest, I was completely broken and God has filled the void that I had in my heart. And um, I've just gotten closer to God um, at Nova. It's really a safe space for me to get closer to God and just being by with people. Sorry, I left my English tongue at home this morning. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, just preaching and um, being with people that believe in the same thing as me has really helped me to grow spiritually and that's given me strength to just go through what I need to go through. And yes, I have my moments, but I'm able to pick myself up and um, carry on with a smile on my face, and it's really given me hope. So Nova's been great. What was the first Sunday like for you when you showed up? For you, like, because you brought her, what was the first Sunday for you like? Oh, I was so overwhelmed. I had no idea that something like this existed. I grew up French Catholic, so uh, Pentecostal was very different for me, and when I first walked in, I remember being overwhelmed by everyone's kindness. Everyone was so welcoming. And then I stepped into the auditorium, and the music, it just touched my heart, and it brought me so much joy. And, um, yeah, I've cried <laughs> here every Sunday. I've laughed. I've prayed with everyone. So, yeah, I'm really thankful and grateful to be here. And now you're on the cafe team yes. spreading that same joy. Which is awesome. Serving John liquid sunshine. <laughs> yes. Uh, John in the back row. John Havel, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I like the suit today. You're looking very good. I love that. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what life has been for you at Nova? Because you've had a faith for quite a while. Why don't you tell us about uh, what, what God's doing in your life now and maybe even how that ties into the church? Well, first of all, um, the last time I was on stage, most of these people weren't even born. <laughs> So I guess I'm the 
last generation, hopefully not the last generation, but the older generation. And just coming to Nova has, um, I'm a very emotional guy, so. Anybody else emotional here? Am I the, okay. You're, you're with a bunch I know, of criers. I know Mike is. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> just hold this up here, John, yeah. But I grew up in a Christian family, and... Uh, I tell people that I was like a, one, a grade one student for like 50 years. And since coming to Nova, all my, experience, all my experiences have led to this point in my life. And uh, I just want everybody to know the peace and happiness and love that I have in my, the people that I meet in my family. And being at Nova is just, it's give me my own identity. And uh, I met thousands of people in my, uh, in my career. I did a lot of, uh, I did like 2,500 open houses and projects. And I had a lot of people I met for the very first time, and I had to tell them about the project. So in my walk with faith, I love to talk to people who have problems in life, they don't know Jesus, or they've been away from Jesus for a long time, and I love to listen to them and just give them what I found. And uh, the, but the peace and love and comfort and joy and just all that happiness that we have, and we're all one family. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're born, you could be a little baby from Africa, China, you're adopted by a loving family. You, you get an opportunity to live. You become a doctor, a lawyer. It's just amazing what the opportunity we have to share the gospel at Nova. And Nova is a growing church. And Nova, with other churches in our community, are going to help people become saved in our province. And we'll, hopefully, we'll lead the province will lead for the rest of Canada. So good. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is go to the lobby after church, and there's John. And I, he, I'm starting to call him the mayor, the mayor of Nova. Because if you've seen John, he, you don't need to talk to him. He'll talk to you. And if you stop moving for half a minute, he will come find you. And he doesn't want anything. He just wants to talk and connect, and he loves connecting people. And I see him introducing people all the time. Tell me what you love about the lobby so much. What do you love about the lobby? Well, it's just that, just meeting people and... Uh... I don't think as myself as a 63-year-old, almost 64-year-old man. I think of myself as a 30-year-old person. I don't look it. Me too. <laughs> but I think it. And, and I know growing up in a church environment that as a young person, I wouldn't go up to someone that was my age. I'd be scared to death. So taking that information into my head, I like to go and meet other people and break the ice, connect them with one person or another person, and um, just get people connected. And that's what I'm good at. That's what I've done for the last 25, 30 years is connecting people. And that's what I love about you, John. You're so sincere, and you just you love connecting. Speaking of serving, because you really serve in the lobby at Nova, Rachel on the end, you need that microphone. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, Mm -hmm. uh, and then talk about where you serve, because you serve so faithfully here at the church. Tell us a little bit about you and where you serve at the church. So first thing is I'm a chronic oversharer. 
And uh, so if you know me, you will know that, and hopefully you don't learn that today. But so I'm Rachel. I'm from BC. I'm from a small town in BC, and um, I grew up there in the Rockies, and I moved to Alberta, and I met my fantastic husband there, and we lived there together for over a decade, and we had two young children, and he is from Halifax, and so uh, a couple years ago, we decided to come back to where his family was, and when we moved home, we moved home, like, into his parents' basement, and uh, so I'm pushing 40, and so we moved into the basement, and now we live five houses away. So again, we moved home. And um, so that's a little bit about me. I have two fantastic children, and I serve in Nova Kids. And that started, we came to Nova, and I was following you guys on Instagram, and I saw that you guys had the barn party a couple of summers ago, and I was like, oh, man, I said, next summer, I am going to be at that barn party. So you didn't have a barn party last summer, though. I'm just saying. We just used it to get people to come. <laughs> so, But there's um, animals here every single week. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to be at that barn party because it's somewhere I want it to be. So anyways, um, I serve in Nova Kids, and part of that was because I wanted my girl to um, go to the kids' ministry, but she was super nervous and so I thought what better way to get Olivia into the kids ministry than for me to be there myself. So here I am with Nova Kids. And what is the highlight of, of Nova Kids for you? Well there's a lot. I mean we have so much fun in Nova Kids but it is so amazing. I am astonished with watching the children um, and how much they know about the Bible. Like, they, I swear to you, they know more than, and I don't know much, like, at all. But, um, you know, some of, these, some of these young kids, I'm just, I am so amazed. And we all know that kids just speak so honestly. And um, the, the things that come out of their mouth, it's just so honest and so pure about God and their faith. And it's, it's just amazing to see. And the other thing I do love is getting to connect with the parents and seeing the family unit. We, we as a church, when we and Nancy started the church, we said, there's got to be people like us that want to do it as a family, whatever that family looks like. But we just believe that people in there with young families especially need all the help. Like, isn't it a crazy time? Like, you're, you're running kids to soccer and gymnastics and school, and there's all these things and jobs. And uh, so if we can create a space on Sundays for the family to experience God, and you get to be a part of that, which yeah. we absolutely love. I want to jump down here to the youth, uh, who actually are younger than 30 on the front. Uh, I feel like me and Ethan, me and you are the same age, though we're not. Um, I dress that way during the week because I'm in denial. Um, we just had our first ever youth retreat. Big deal. So Ivy and Ethan, I want you to share um, a little bit about you, but tell us about the retreat, tell us what you loved, and you know any God moments or anything that stood out to you at that retreat. Yeah, so uh, this past weekend, um, we went to Bayside Camp. Uh, we went out Friday night and stayed through till Sunday. And uh, throughout the weekend, we played a lot of fun games. We uh, had a couple uh, services, and we broke out into small groups. And yeah, my favorite part was was a breakout session with uh, Matt Lido and Luke. They ran, they ran it for the boys, and we just talked about like our identity in Christ. And I felt like everyone was just so connected, and everyone was sharing um, in that breakout session. And I just it was so cool to see that how like all these kids at our church are. Uh, able to talk about their faith and 
and just talk about God and be comfortable with it. And I just felt like that was a really cool thing to see. Amazing. You just turned 16 a little while ago. No, I turned 17. 17. You have your license now, full license. That's fairly new. Your full license. So he's now mobile, uh, which is awesome. And now his parents have a real prayer life uh, now that he's driving. Um, one more question for you. Um, I know a little bit about you. You're a, you're a born leader. Um, you're very involved in community with uh, hockey, different levels and stuff. Um, and you're used to having that bond of brotherhood and, and connection. Um, I heard you say, or I thought I heard you, someone say that you said, how much you enjoyed everybody being together at the yeah. retreat. Um, you know, that was our first retreat. We meet for lunch sometimes as youth. We have services. How has that been for you coming to this church? Because really, we started this church. You came and started. We didn't really have a youth ministry. It's growing, but there seems to be a connection amongst the youth. Tell us about that connection. Yeah, so every Sunday when we come here, all the youth are just always together, and we're always so happy to see each other. So to have those connections, uh, to be able to come and know that, like, you're safe and able to talk about anything with these friends, it's just, like, it's a safe place to be because out at school, it's it's hard to, you know, be comfortable talking about certain things with your friends at school because they may not have the same beliefs as you. But when you come out here, we're all so connected with each other and we're all just so comfortable uh, talking about, you know, whatever. If we have, like, our own problems in life or talking about our faith, we're able to do it. And it's just so good to have those connections. Yeah, we love that. I love your leadership. Ivy. You, when I first met you, you sat in the back with a hood up and the hoodie drawn, and we used to think she was dangerous. Now we know you're dangerous with good. Um, tell us about where you're at in your faith. Let's start with that. Tell us where you're at with your faith right now. Um, well, it's been a journey, and it started here. Like, I did sit in the back. I'm very quiet, and just being pushed by this community in here has really helped me. Like, I'm being pushed to do stuff that I wouldn't do. I'm held back by fear a lot. And I let it get in the way. And there's always somebody in this church that's being like, no, do it. Just go do it. And Like at Christmas Eve, Eve, when you became our elf that came out on stage yeah. and brought it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That was, that was really fun. I really enjoyed being a part of that. I like being a part of stuff. And uh, you got baptized here? I did, yeah. And tell us about the retreat. How was the retreat for you? Um, the retreat was good for me. I'm the oldest member of the youth. Um, so the cabin that I was in, they all called me mom. And they said, well, you're our leader, so can I do this? Like, can I go see these people? And I'm like, sure. And it was just nice to see. <laughs> it was nice to see, like, they treated me as a leader, but also as a companion and a friend. And it was, it was really good. Uh, our small session for the girls, we talked about, like, um, confidence and self-confidence. And I think it was really important, especially for the younger girls who are about to go into high school. Um, People can put your confidence down and tell you who you have to be and how you should act, and it's important to let them know that like you don't have to be that, and you can be who you want to be. And I love that you've jumped in to serve. You serve in what area of ministry in the church? I serve on the kids. You serve in kids and, yeah. and, and checking in junior and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you, are we share this? What are you doing next year with your life? Hopefully. I still haven't submitted it. Um, we'll be going to master's to get my theology degree. Which is a Bible college in Ontario. Yeah. So you walked in here two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. no faith, no faith, no faith, mm-hmm. just figuring out journey in life and a mm-hmm. lot of changes. And here you are, um, helping lead our youth in our youth, helping kids ministry. And now you're heading to Bible college. Hopefully if you put your application in, <laughs> which I wrote a letter to join with it, 
Um, hopefully, hopefully, in September. Yeah. You're going to Bible college. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I want to jump back here to Paul and Caitlin. Um, you're not singing us a song today, Paul, are you? No, just brought your ukulele. Um, you guys um, have been a real face to a lot of you with young babies, young kids. You see them on Sundays. Um, tell us about where you guys serve in the church. Uh, we serve, I'm Caitlin, my husband Paul. Um, we have served in Nova Kids Junior in the two to four classroom. Um, so I like to say, like, hello to those parents. And I say, if you don't have kids between two and four, nice to meet you. <laughs> So you might not know your face. I've never seen them before in my life. That's because you've right? never gone to that hallway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And tell us what the highlight is for you. Because, again, we don't, as a church, just babysit kids. We believe in ministry. We believe in loving these kids. Uh, you know, there's, there's Bible shared. There's mm-hmm. songs. There's, there's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, it's a huge commitment for you guys. You've taken it on with Tiffany to lead, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, no, we're passionate about this, which means you're not in here most Sundays. Yeah. Um, what is the highlight? What is your motivation? Why do you guys do that? Right. Um, along with what Rachel said about wanting to serve as a family and wanting our boys to see us be, you know, kind of doing that work on Sunday mornings, and, uh, and until... Isaac started in Nova Kids. The four of us were in that room together every Sunday morning. Um, so I love that. On top of that, the what you know gets us out of bed at six thirty on a Sunday is just knowing that we're that front line, kind of that first introduction to Jesus for these kids. Some of which come in, you know, having no background at all. We get to be the ones that introduce that, and our three um, bottom lines that we teach them in junior is that God made you, God loves you, and Jesus wants to be your friend forever. Um, so, yeah, we love that. Paul, I'm putting you, we're putting you on the spot. Um, we love that. One thing we love about our church, and again, we love having everybody involved, it's really cool to see some really amazing men serve. And we're so thankful for women. Women really carry the weight in a lot of churches, and they're so strong spiritually and commitment. But there's something special about seeing men go, no, I want to help and be a part of this community. We love seeing you in the, in the junior. Um, you're a fun one. You got costumes on when it's costume time. And when it's not costume time, you still have costumes on and ukulele. Um, tell us about what does it mean to you to serve in junior? Well... For me, I don't know. I spend most of my week actually working with senior citizens, so to come in on us, <laughs> even older than John, if you can believe it. Uh, I, I had people tell me, oh, I'm old enough to be your parent. I'm like, grandparent. <laughs> um, so for me, it, it's, it's, an, it's actually a pretty good balance to come in. It keeps me young. Uh, you're, you're seeing with kids. You're connecting with these kids. And... And it's kind of funny because even when you go out into the community and sometimes you run into these families, the children run up to you like, hi. And the parents like, why are you running up to a strange man? (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's okay. I play the ukulele on Sundays. They're like, oh, right, you're that guy. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes with excitement, sometimes not. But again, you're building up these connections. Uh, You're, uh, in my life, I always feel like I want to try to be a role model, Um, sometimes in a good way. And I know since, uh, since we've started, I think we've had like 15 kids ask for ukuleles for Christmas. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say I take a little bit of credit for that. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's just great to 
be a part of that and see these kids and see their excitement and see them want to come to church and see them want to know about Jesus and save their memory verse back to you and, and, and just be happy. Yeah. Awesome. We're, this is going to be a free-for-all. I'm going to jump in here. Someone shows up today, it's their first time at church, and it's like, what is going on? Because depending on your background of church, it's a big deal to come somewhere new. Stephanie, you know what that's like. All of you at some point came here for the first time. Some of you have no connections. Some, what would you say to somebody walking in today going, hey, what do they need to know about what's the best way to get connected? What would you say to them on their first Sunday going, this is a lot. Um, you know, I, I love the worship, whatever. What would you say to a guest walking here today as someone who you, you had a first Sunday? What would you say to someone walking in today? Two things. Uh, one, it's loud, um, <laughs> but uh, fantastic. Um, the second thing is getting a small group. Um, I was super intimidated of small groups because back in Calgary, a small group was something you were placed in and like hopefully you jived with the people in it. Um, here, the small groups are not that at all. You know, I was sitting around the table at my small group that I joined last Thursday and the, it was incredible. I was in awe. There was, there's women who write books. There's women who are single moms who have their own businesses. There's moms of two, three, three, four children. There's moms that work full-time and lead ministry. There was women there who are leading the youth. Um, and I've been in small groups where more senior members of the church are inviting you into their home, um, helping you learn about the Bible and how to parent. And it just, they're not doing it because they have to. They're doing it because they want, they want to. So get in, get in a group. There's, there's some amazing ones out there. Great. Anyone else want to speak into that? Yeah. Um, so being a part of the, the Atmosphere team, the welcome team, I would also say don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Um, the first couple times that I came here, I knew no one. I came by myself, and it was very intimidating, and I went to Bible college. So if it was intimidating for me, I can only imagine what it's like for people who haven't grown up in church. Um, but I really had to push myself out of my comfort zone. And if find one person, so find one person that recognizes your face when you come back that will give you a hug. And for me, that person was Lisa. So when I would come in every day, Lisa's part of our welcome team. She didn't know my name, but she'd say, hi, how's it going? Good to see you back. Um, and she was kind of my connection. When I was thinking about whether or not I was going to come back or go to another church, I was like, no, there's someone who remembers me. There's someone who sees me. Um, so I would just say, if you're new coming in here, find that person. Come find me. Come find anyone on the welcome team and say, can I sit with you next week? Can I um, hang out with you afterwards? And we're so happy to do that to establish community. But it takes that step as well of faith for you to step out there and a little bit out of your comfort zone and say, you know what, I don't know a lot of people, but I, I see what's happening here. I want to be a part of it. Um, and let me ask people to, to do that. So, Awesome. And what would you say? I want to throw it back to the three on the on this end. Um, our kids' ministry is an amazing place to serve. Um, why would you say to someone that would be a great place for them to serve, whether they have kids or not? Why would be that a great place to, to serve and spend some, some Sundays giving their lives away? Um, for many reasons. I would start with uh, that it's fun. You know, you come in on a Sunday morning and you're going to have fun in kids ministry. Um, and also the team. I can't say enough about our team. We've been there for each other. Um, we've prayed together. We've seen answers to really big prayers. Um, we've like celebrated together. It's just such that along with small groups, it's such a connecting point. Um, 
we give each other a lot of grace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you have something else to add. You're in here listening to us. They're in there eating sugar cookies. <laughs> I mean, really, come on. And then they're going to give their, your kids back to you. So it's, <laughs> my, my that, that my, sounds like fun. My favorite story was the kids, one service were in the balcony. And tell us what your boys said. <laughs> yeah, so uh, afterwards we got home for lunch and, uh, and uh, so my five-year-old, I said, so what'd you learn in church today? He said, we didn't learn anything. We had to go in and listen to Pastor Mike. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody said, amen. We're going to pray for you guys, and uh, we're going to pray for the church in a moment. John, I want to end with you with this thought. We said it before. Um, even our production guy, Brad, Brad, our director of production, said, every time the doors open, we're like, is anybody going to show up today? You know, men of faith we are. Uh, but we love the ages to show up here, but it, we always say it's so impressive when those that you know, are older come to our church because we know it's loud. We know it's dark. We know we're aimed at a lot of young families and singles and helping people. We're really for everybody, but we know it's not your average church, maybe, that plays the music or the style. John, what, what has made you come and stay, you and your wife, Debbie, who is brilliant and amazing, what has made you guys at this stage in your life be a part of this community? Well, I grew up in, uh, I went to a few different churches, and of course, we didn't put our hands in the air. We didn't, uh, they had an offering bucket, didn't go around, and we didn't have loud music. And I just find that this church, it just draws the young people into it. And I like to be around young people and their families. And it just, it keeps drawing me back. I'm here, I'm here till I die, right? <laughs> And I just love meeting all these young people and with young families, giving them hope, and then they can help their friends come to know Jesus Christ. It's just an amazing church. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, can we stand together? And Julie, I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot. Um, can you pray for our church today? Before we come out, worship team's going to come out in a moment. Can you pray? Again, we had everybody here from different backgrounds. And without getting into it, I know so many of your stories. Some of you are rich in a, in a legacy of faith. Others, new in their faith. But will you pray for our church today? And here's what I want us to pray for, that we wouldn't just come to church, that we'd be church. More than just being seen, we'd be known. Um, like the amazing youth retreat, the first ever, more to come. Um, but the leadership, even of you guys, is growing in this church. Um, to the young adults in this church, in, in careers, you guys have just, you know, are such a vibrant part to our kids' ministry and lobby. We have such a diverse church. But can you just pray for our church? Pray for strength uh, and just pray for another level of connection over our church. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for what you're doing here at Nova. Um, we know that this is just the beginning and you're getting ready to unleash um, something incredible to come, Lord. I thank you for every single person who took a risk maybe in coming here, who's stepping out of their comfort zone. I pray that those of us who are on the team would be able to reach out to those people, make them feel welcomed, make them feel like they're already part of our family and our community. God, thank you for those people who serve faithfully every week. Thank you for what you're doing here. It's an incredible environment. Your spirit is moving. And Lord, we, may we be those people that would just have the faith to believe that where there needs healing, you would be our healer. Where there needs to be comfort, you comfort us, Lord. Where there needs to be provision, you would provide, God. May we be those people that stand um, amidst the hurt and the grief, Lord, and just be uh, the people who can support each other, who can lift each other up um, in those circumstances, God. And if we're having um, the highs of our life, if we're on a mountaintop, Lord, may we be those people that um, celebrate that um, and bring those people along with us on the journey um, and just say, you know what? 
what? I am here with you. I will support you whatever season you're going through. God, I thank you for uh, Mike and Nancy and for Matt and Emily um, for the anointing that you've put on their lives um, and for the gifting that you've given them to bring a community together, Lord. I thank you for what Nova is doing in Nova Scotia um, and the beginning of a movement that will be going throughout all of Canada, Lord. I thank you for your heart for Canada and for North America um, to see your people saved um, and to see your people come home. So, Lord, I just want to thank you right now um, for what you're doing here, for what is to come, for what you've already done. And we just look to you with expectant hearts and eyes. um, And we are with our arms open and saying, here we are, Lord, um, send us. We're willing to do what you need us to do. We love you, Lord, and we pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Can you give them a round of applause? Thanks, guys. We're going to worship together one song before we go, and I want to encourage you today. Can I just ask you to stretch as we, as we even said this year, you got to stretch. Stretch to join a Nova group. Stretch to maybe go on this men's conference. It's going to be amazing. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Um, stretch to maybe go to Next Steps and be a part of what God's doing. Stretch to spend five minutes in the lobby, have a coffee, and meet someone new. But today we believe that God has a plan for you, and we're glad you are here. Amen. We're going to worship together as we close today. And just again, just thank God for who he is in our lives. Amen. Come on, let's worship.